This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I got a special guest like no other that I've ever had on the show that I know of. Actually, Jonathan Edwards, John Edwards might have been on uh, before, and I'm talking about uh, Medium. And John Edwards, you know, had that daytime show for a while. He's been on Fox and Friends. I've not seen him, but basically uh, he can communicate with those who have passed on. So can Conchetta Bertoldi. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Seen on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, Good Day New York, featured in Time Magazine, and I should say bestselling author many times over. Uh, Conchetta, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's, it's good to have you here. If you could just move a little closer sure. to the microphone, because Eric behind the board will start yelling at me, <laughs> because I am your resp- you are my responsibility for okay. me here. First off, uh, when did you realize, or how would you describe what a medium is? Uh, a medium is a person who hears dead people who can also predict. So the difference between a psychic and a medium, let's just say, a psychic can tell you a prediction they sense, but a medium can tell you the, the prediction, but also identify the dead person who's giving them the prediction. Understood. So when did you realize that you had this ability? Uh, well, my parents always knew, well, my grandfather had the same ability. So my father was well aware of what was happening when I was a child. My mother and father uh, were very different. They were two ethnic differences and two religious background differences. My mother was very afraid of this. My father was not. My father was very familiar with this. So when my grandfather told my father that this child, myself, was going to have this ability, my father was prepared, but my mother was not. So do you believe you inherited it or have you developed a sense that most people don't have? That's a good question. Um, I really don't know for sure the answer because I do know people who are very incredibly talented mediums that don't have anybody in the family that was. I just happen to have a grandfather who was very, very talented. People have pointed out to me that when you say, well, that's deja vu or I predicted that, you start thinking about somebody and they show up in your lives, they go, that is a that is a." A sense of what it is, right? Absolutely true. Well, true. The the thing is, I tell people, most folks will say it's a coincidence, but the one that's my favorite is that they will say, something just told me. Well, the something was someone that just told you. Something. When you talk about intuition. Yes, sir. Gut feeling. Correct. Same thing. Same thing. So um, what about how you handle doubters? I believe that everyone has a right to choose. And if they choose not to enjoy this or believe this or embrace that, that's okay with me. I have no problem with that. I'm not here to change anybody's way of thinking. I just want to offer peace. And hopefully when people walk away from me and see what I can do, maybe it might open their minds to thinking that it is very well possible. When did you feel comfortable enough to talk to people about the ability you have outside your family? When my brother died. I have a brother who passed away when he was 38 years old. And my whole family had known about my ability all of my life. So when my brother passed, he was the first to come to me. I heard dead people before that, but he said to me, please help us. Please help us deliver these messages. All you have to do is agree, and we'll take you from there. So you had this ability. You, you were, do you listen to the voices come to you constantly, and do you shut them off like a volume, like I would a radio? Well, to be honest with you, and if people say that to me and they make it sound like a burden, but if you're 
for instance, if you're born blind, you don't know any different. So I don't know any different. I've heard them my whole life. And I do have control, as, so to speak, over if I want to be alone mm-hmm. because I'm very spiritual and all I do is bring God into it. And if I want peace, I just say, please, right now, in the name of God, let me be. But if you know so much and you could see when they do you predict the future? Yes. So do you believe life is scripted? Um, I believe that we are here to learn lessons. We're, everything that's going on, every single chapter in our life, it involves learning and changing and growing, and it's all got to do with spirit and soul. So, yes, I guess the answer to your question is yes. Conchetta Bertoldi is with us in studio, and I want you to hear, this is the number one podcast in the country, is Joe Rogan Show. This actually came up with Bill Maher. If you want to put that uh, just headset to your ear, let's listen. When people tell me dumb things, I ask them if they believe in ghosts. Well, whenever someone has a dumb belief, like they have some a belief that was like, wait, hold on, do you believe in ghosts? You know what? I'm the most rational guy I know, but I might. I might believe in ghosts. You know why? I might too. Because there's too many highly intelligent people who I know, who I've grilled when they told me they had some sort of experience, like they're not drunk. They're not religious people. Right. You know, I, I've grilled them. You sure you, I was not drinking. You sure you weren't sleeping. This was not a drink. They, too many people yeah. have some sort of experience. I don't know what it is. And I don't give a because I'm never going to know. And they're not bothering me, the ghosts, apparently. So what are your thoughts about what he was saying? I love it. Of course, I love it because it's true. I mean, here's the thing. You have to be... Oh, I don't want to judge anybody. Okay. There's so much more than meets the eye what's going on every day of our lives. You can see it everywhere you look. So how can you discount the presence of God? That's number one. Number two, we are so much more grander than this physical Tupperware container we're existing in right right now. Our minds have so much more capability. Our spirit is, it's in it here right now, but we're here doing something with this physical body that's going to change our spirit within. So there's, how could you deny this? How can anyone deny it? And P.S., I have heard them my whole life. I've written many books. I've done thousands, if not more, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound arrogant, of readings and talking to people who've had their own experiences, and they're just too much to deny. Right. I mean, the, the evidence is right in front of you. So what do you think is going on in the world right now? Can you see the big picture or just individuals? I do see the big picture. I will, well, I don't want to sound like I'm a know-it-all, but I see so much more than other people see about what's going on in the world right now. We see the, uh, the evil of what happened in Uvalde. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the, what could have happened in Maryland yesterday with the would-be assassination of Justice, or the other day, with the, uh, the, the would-be assassination of Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, we see these, what's going on uh, on the evil things that are going on in Ukraine uh, beyond comprehension. We thought we left this in the World War II. Mm-hmm. What do, how do you make sense of this? I think there's a shift coming right now. I think we're in the midst right now of a very huge shift. And I also think there's a war going on here that we cannot see, which is between good and evil. And it's happening right in front of us. And I do believe and with all my heart that the, the good will, God will always win. God is going to win. Here in this country? Around the world. Right. Our, our country especially because I'm an American, a very proud American. But I also believe that this is going to be the shift that changes the whole world. I think, and I, when people like what, where does he, where does your clairvoyance come in in this, 
And where are you just reading the paper? Well, I have a really hard time reading the paper because there's nothing but negativity in it, and I want to promote positivity. Right. Okay, uh, so I feel that I listen to the other side, and I ask them, please help me, and I pray for guidance into telling me what's coming in front of me, what I should look out for. And I pretty much stay away from most news uh, back, you know, news mm-hmm. be- and I'd listen to the other side. And my the other side has given me enough information throughout my lifetime to know that they know what they're talking about. And I have great faith in that. Right. And where does America stack up in the good and evil? Well, as you can see, there's a lot of evil on earth right now. And it doesn't take – I don't want to say anything about – parties, because I don't believe in God's heaven, there are Democrats or Republicans. I believe we're all the same. So I think on earth right now, if we could find a way to become one the way God created us to be one, we would find more peace here. Right. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Uh, it seems like you're holding back a little. You, you have a sense between uh, the the advent of the 1619 Project, the wreck, uh, the, the putting criminals first, uh, not making uh, punishment part of evil behavior. Does that play into a bigger story? Well, it does for me as a human being because I'm human, and I do believe that people should be held accountable for their actions. So I I believe in that. But I have sometimes come at a crossroads with I know I'm not God, and I don't have that ability. But what are you hearing? What's coming through? Well, what I'm hearing is that there will be accountability. Yes. Right. I'm hearing that there will be accountability, and there's eventually going to be changes that take place that bring us to a better uh, let's say, understanding of one another despite our differences. Conchetta Pertoldi is our guest, New York Times bestselling author, medium. You might have seen her on The Real, High, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, Good Day New York. You're booked up to 10 years, right, for individual consultation. Yeah, something like And sometimes that. you do mass events, mass events yes, as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, and you're, the question is, too, is the bigger picture is what happens when you die? Where do you go? Oh, it's a glorious thing. First of all, you must choose God. I tell folks all the time, never be afraid, just choose God. That's the first thing that comes before But people us. have a different definition of God, doesn't matter? It doesn't matter because we're all the same. We're all of the same cloth. I, I mean, I believe we're here to love each other despite those differences. So there's no bad religion? No, God, no. The only thing I can tell you is that I don't like in a religion who says I'm better than yours. Right. I think we should try to find joy in everyone's religion because there is, as long as they do unto others the way I want to be treated myself, uh, what's wrong with that? So the Bible's real? Well, it depends on what version. I mean, listen, I, I don't know enough about all the different Bibles that have been You're written. not a biblical scholar. Yeah, but. you know, I don't know enough about them right. to really say what's real and what's not. I can only tell you what I go by spiritually, what I've heard from the other side. And what you hear is? We are all the same. We're all humans, no matter what color, no matter what religion. We are here as God created us to find peace Uh, amongst each other and on earth. And we're just right now in the midst of a turmoil and a war uh, spiritually on earth right now. And these are all because of human decisions that we're making to do this. It's not like someone's orchestrating this. 
No, we're we're again. It all comes to down to us growing spiritually, and these decisions that we as humans are making right now are promoting us to grow spiritually and hopefully reach a better place that we can enjoy what God created here. So, if people go on to a better place, why are they around us, and why do they come through to you? Are they they are they stuck here? In they're your not view? stuck here. Once we leave the body, the energy. Bec- releases from the body and a, a choice is given immediately to us choose god or turn your back on god that's why folks who don't choose god we i would refer to them as wandering the earth souls discarnate souls there's many w- ways to describe that and there for what reason why anyone would not choose god that's personal i don't know but i like to encourage people no matter what you did no matter what it what would that be that you would be afraid of get rid of that and cancel that and choose God. So atheists that are great people spend all their time yeah. volunteering at uh, uh, yeah. for UNICEF. Mm-hmm. They're still not going to live in heaven. Well, I'll give you an example. My husband, when I married him, which is almost 40 years ago, he told me when I met him that he might as well let me know he doesn't believe in God. Now, for someone like me who cherishes God and has great faith in God, that was a real challenge for me. But he is a beautiful human being, and he has a really unbelievably good heart. So I said, I must be in his life for a reason, because now, for almost 40 years later, right. um, he will tell you that he, he has seen so much being around me and witnessed, and there's just too much, and he has changed. So he changed. He has seen the you. presence of God through my eyes and through what I've shown him. So I would actually say that he will tell you, first of all, that he believes in God and that I've even gotten him to pray with me, which I'm very proud of. So, Gachetta, as a medium, do you yeah. hear voices or it's do you see voice. images? Yeah. I, I, when I was younger, I used to see like a lot of images and it was really, really full on. But, you know, at of this, them, of what they them, look like in the... Well, in spirit, I would be able to see something, you know. But I, at this age of my life, I don't, you know, as you get older, you don't want anything that compromises your conscious mind. So when I I make a deal with them, so to speak, that I don't mind delivering your messages, but I don't want to see a dead guy walking down the stairs in my house, you know. So I made an agreement with them that I will help them, but I don't want all that presence with me. Understood. And I want to answer one more question. What I hear is not necessarily a voice. It's a very loud thought in my subconscious. It's very different than my own thoughts in my subconscious. And what am I not asking you to fully explain what you do? I got to say, you're a great interviewer. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I, I don't want to limit your explanation yeah, to my questions. I just love it. Well, you're right. The other thing I guess I could add to what I just said is that there are so many, you know, you get a feeling on something. You know, you might uh, with your children or with a really good friend, you sense that there's more you should be saying, more you should be doing. And it's a sense. Well, that happens for me, too. That sense, but it's very loud because I'm empathic. So I can feel more deeply than other people. And you could help people tap into that if you could also. I certainly can. That's why I write books, because I want people to learn from my experiences and what also I've gotten and collected over the years, because it will help you. Gotcha. Um, so you say the amount of people that come forward in, in some respects is how good you are as a person. And you bring up this story 
about if you're a mass murderer and you're or a mass murderer or you're a mobster and you're responsible for the deaths of a lot of people, you've had that experience. Can I you have. explain that? I sure will. I had one day um, in my office three people that came, two women and one gentleman. The two women, if you're Italian, you'll, you'll understand this, they were two gumadas, and they brought this gentleman with them. And the appointment was made under one of the gumadas' names. And so I didn't know who they were. I just went to my office to do my work. And for those who aren't Italian, these are women you're seeing on the side beside your wife. That's correct. Okay. So um, when I did the first two readings, which were the two gumads, uh, and then when I, they went well, when I got to the gentleman, and I, I always start by telling someone, my subject, to please say your first and last name. Right. It best identifies you to the other side and then tells the other side, I have permission to eavesdrop on a conversation that's going on around you. So he reluctantly did that. Anyway, long story short, I realized there was very few people around this man and I knew something was very dark. It was only his mother and she kept asking me to tell him to repent and all these things that made me very skeptical for whatever was going on. He made me skeptical because of his energy, quite frankly, couldn't wait to get rid of him. But it was around two weeks later, my husband was on his work site and there were a lot of, shall we say, other gentlemen that knew this man. Man. Suspected mobsters. Uh, yeah, they would be called wise guys. And they were approaching my husband to say that they had heard about the experience this gentleman had had. And they wanted to know how they could get an appointment with me because they knew I was booked so far in advance. So did this guy leave freaked out? Yes, he did. Yeah. That's why he talked about it to whoever these gentlemen were. And um, I then found out because my husband knew who the man was. And said, do you know who he was? And I said, no, I just remember him. And then my husband explained to me. And then, of course, I said, oh, my God. But the funny part was I was doing a book signing about two months later, I think. Mm -hmm. And there were two girls, young girls in the audience. And they were adorable. When I was signing, they came up to me and they said, that's our uncle. And they said his name because I wrote about it in one of my books. Only I changed the names, of course, wow. to protect the innocent. But they said, yeah, that's our uncle, and he told us all about it. <laughs> My husband joked for the longest time saying, I hope we don't find a horse's head in our bed. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you can joke about that. Exactly. But you never know. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, Conchetta Bartoldi is our, our guest here today. So you don't look at this as a burden. You look at this as a way to help people. Oh, my God. Yes, Brian. Yes. I feel so privileged and so proud of my work because if they if people walk away from me and they have one thing that's changed their mind about their deceased relatives that can give them joy, gives me great joy. But the, the biggest pleasure and the biggest thing that for me is the proudest part of my work is that I want folks to know that God is real and that God is great and we don't die. And, and that's uh, something I really treasure. Under, understood. Um, out there right now are world leaders. Mm -hmm. So do you think these world leaders are put in place for a reason and you think you could help them emerge? Who do you see emerging out there? Has the energy? I already know there's somebody born who will. I don't know who it is. Right. 
I've tried to figure it out. Do you look at the candidates out there today? Do you have to I see do. them? I do. Of course I do. And who do you and can you see them on television and get their energy? I certainly can. I absolutely know who's lying and who's you know not a good guy. Right. And or a good woman. I absolutely do. But I want to say that my faith my faith in what they're telling me, I believe is true, which is there's already been somebody we have not heard of yet. Right. Who has been born who will pretty much bring us together again and unite us as a human race and as a U.S. citizen country. You know, there's somebody out there who's already been born, I don't think has been given the platform yet, but we'll get it. I mean, I'll give you an example in a minor play, this guy Zelensky. I mean, an actor who becomes this incredible leader that almost the rest, 95% of the world thinks is great and evil beyond recognition is Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. He's everything that Stalin and Hitler are, it seems, correct? Well, I happen to love him personally. I think he's doing a great job. Who, Vladimir Putin? No, no. Zelensky. Oh, Zelensky. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. I scared me for a second. Oh, no, no. Zelensky. Yeah. I think, you know, he's a fine human being, and that's exactly how I'm hearing it. Right. I think he has truly got love in his heart for his country and all mankind. And can I ask you some individuals, or are you worried about getting yourself in trouble? If I, I ask you about President Trump. Uh, Yeah, I know. Um, Well, yeah, I'm afraid to say my political views because, uh, you know, I've been You don't want to marginalize people. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But I can honestly tell you that I believe that there is hope for our country and something's going to pull us out of this mess that we're in. And, yeah, I think it's going to happen. Do you believe that America is the last hope? I do. Yes, I do. Because America is the greatest country in the world. And I do believe that America's got to lead the way. Um, so, and, and my last thing for you is you don't look, there's a burden. You want to help people. You're, you're booked up for Hamlet for a long time. What is your next goal? Or do you, do you have one? I do. It's funny you should say that because there are many. And I just, as you said it, I, I tried to narrow it down to one and I don't think I can because I have many, I'm, as I'm sure you do when you're passionate about what you do for a living, which I am, and when you're passionate about your country, which you are, as I am, and when you're passionate about your family, as I am, as you are, th- that makes you want to do many, many things and much, much more. And I am no different. And I feel that if people w- didn't if didn't wait for something horrible to happen to realize how good they had it, they'd be better off. Why do we have to wait and, and, I mean, why do we have to wait for something terrible to happen for us to start asking for God's help? And also gratitude. Doesn't, doesn't gratitude. So if you uh, have gratitude for what you have, Huge. it seems you're less likely to lose it. Huge. Completely agree. And uh, I do. That's what my hope is, that my work will try to show folks that. I try to bring that to the forefront. Right. And, and we have to take responsibility, too. And for what? For mistakes you've made? Yes. And for when we were wrong. Right. And, and say, listen, I was wrong about that. And I think that's a lot of the problem today. And what should people know about what happens when you die? When we die, it's a miracle. Choose God. You will be reunited with everyone you've ever loved and lost. And the place beyond this place is beyond anything you can feel here 
or truly understand here. We're so limited in human form. Right, and some people don't realize that. Uh, what, where do you stand on reincarnation? I believe in reincarnation, truly do. So we got to keep going through this? Unfortunately, yeah. I know so, so many... So when you die, you're only dead for a while, and then you're coming back again? And that's funny. I don't know what the timing is. I have been told by them, the because my brother's been gone for over 30 years, and I still say to him, please don't go anywhere till I get back, because I want to see him and, and hug him before he does that. And uh, I've been reassured that, he is still there, and that timing is very different than ours. Timing here on Earth is not the same as it is in the light of God. Conchetta uh, Bartoldi is with us, and my last question is, um, so if you keep on going through life, so you would say that there is no heaven, right? I because, would say there is heaven. So you go through heaven, but it's almost like a treadmill. So you go back on, you say, and you come back in again. Well, I think it's a decision made with God. Until you get it right? Do you keep coming through? I think through? we just grow spiritually. Uh, you know, listen, Brian, let me say one thing to you. So we all have felt this. Did you ever meet somebody and the minute you met them, mm-hmm. you didn't even know their name. You just very casually were around them. But there was something about them that you just said, I don't know what it is about that person, but I got to talk to them. Right. Or I have to be with them, go to dinner with them. I just want to be around them. I want to see what they have to say because I like them and I don't know why I like them, right. but I just do. There is your connection to past life. That is somebody you knew before and the recollection is immediate. And right. it, it, it does the same thing when you meet somebody and you don't know why, but for some reason you're like, I don't want to know nothing. I don't know what it is about them. I don't like them. I don't like their energy. And no thank you. And somebody might say to you, well, come on, we're going to go downstairs. You don't even want to get on the elevator with them. And you don't know why. But again, that is another recollection of past life. Might have been somebody you came in to encounter with. Who knows right. what? So I just met people like most, I don't want to generalize too much, but most Irish people, like my grandfather was not afraid to die. It was almost like he was going on vacation. And if I talk to people in his family that were in Ireland, they have that attitude. They love visiting graves and they're not afraid to die. Uh, And I, most people are. Are you? Well, my mother was Irish and a beautiful woman, but she had no knowledge of this at all. So she was the one who was petrified of it when I was a child. Because her first memory, my mother used to tell this story, right. uh, my, my mother got a phone call. Well, first, I walked. I was five. I walked in the house, and I said to my mother, Uncle Jerry's leg is gone, Mommy, and it's all bloody. And my mother looked at me, who was five, and said, Go back outside and play. That's a terrible thing for a little girl to say. And the phone was ringing at that moment, and it was my mother's sister-in-law, my uncle's wife, and told her my uncle was in a very bad motorcycle wow. accident, and they wanted permission to amputate his leg. And my aunt didn't know what to say, so she was calling my mother, who was hurt my uncle's sister and my mother was then realizing oh my god my daughter just walked in at five years old and said this how did she know that that was her my mother said her first real serious encounter of what it was to have a child who heard these and did she stop at to keep asking you questions or she stopped asking i used i'm gonna say something really vulgar i hope you'll forgive me but i use it in my when i talk my mother used to pimp me out because there was a neighbor whose son died (laughs) my mother would call the woman into the house and she would say okay connie can you tell mrs so-and-so anything and i'd be the 
this little, you know, seven-year-old telling her what the dead people were telling me. But the woman had lost her son, and my mother was brokenhearted for right. her, so she would try to get me to help her. So the first time I was doing Fox and Friends, it was probably 90, uh, one of the first times, I think it was like 99, we were still in this small studio that Bill O'Reilly took over, and John Edwards is on the show. Uh-huh. And I don't know anything about him. Actually, my mom had told me something about him because George Anderson, she went to George Anderson. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, because, uh, and then heard about John Edwards. It's impossible to get appointments to either one of them. So I think they went to a group appointment. So John Edwards is there, and they go, who wants to ask a question? So I don't remember. Somebody on the set asked a question, and John Edwards looked at him and said, yeah, I don't know. And then he leaned at me, and he goes, uh, he said, I see an accident. Did your father die in an accident? And I hadn't met him before. The first time I saw him, it was on a set. But he says, I have no control of who comes forward. Mm-hmm. So he had actually, we put the guy in a chair on the side, and he leaned over and looked at me and said that. Wow. So is that, what, what, when I tell you that story, what do you think? I, well, personally, George Anderson, you said it was George Anderson. No, it was right? Edward. Oh, I was going to say, because George Anderson is one of my favorites. He's the best. I believe he is, yes. And And if John Edwards said that, okay, fine. I mean, I've met him. I've seen his work. But, George, if you were to ask me who my favorite out of all the names we've discussed, it would be George Anderson. Very interesting. How do you know if people are, are playing you, if you're being conned? Um, I can tell. I can I know tell. you What about the pedestrian listen to us right now? Oh, well. Oh, God. Um, some people just come up with generic, uh, your father really loved you or, you know, just by the answers. Yeah. I I try to be very specific and ask them to be a part of it. I was on Montel Williams one year and this is when I was before I was public. I was very young. I was there with a bunch of girlfriends from work and Sylvia Brown was on the stage and, uh, she said, anybody want to ask a question? She's a medium. She's passed away now, but she was a very famous medium, many, many books. Anyway, so I, at that time, was no public figure. And I went to the podium to ask her a question. And when I got to ask her the question, she went like, she put her hand up and said, stop. And Montel Williams was sitting next to her and said, what's the matter? And then she said to Montel Williams in front of this live audience, this lady does not need my help. She could tell me a thing or two. And I was like completely shocked because wow. she knew I heard dead people. And the thing was, she was right, of course, I do. But when the show ended, they ushered her off the stage and they left me in the audience and I got swarmed by the audience. So I was really afraid because I didn't know my way around New York. But uh, yeah, so uh, another real legitimate medium will be able to tell if there's somebody who can be legitimate medium uh extraordinaire conchetta bertoldi thanks so much thank you brian it was and a where pleasure. do we get your books well you could just google me everything pops up or i'm on youtube all over or amazon media. Uh, b-e-r-t-o-l-d-i thank you again thank you from the fox news podcasts network subscribe and listen to the trey gowdy podcast former federal prosecutor and four-term u.s congressman from south carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com listen to the show ad-free on fox news podcast plus on apple podcast amazon music with your prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts